You're listening to the Jesus Habit Podcast, where we use scripture and science to make your new nature in Christ second nature. Episode 98 for Tuesday, February 25th, 2020. Yesterday, we started talking about our light pollution problem in the church. I ended our time together yesterday with this call to action. Can you find five minutes to take away from one of the idols of this age that we all worship and give that time to Jesus? I didn't get into how we worship idols in our time, and and you may have even been wondering what the heck that was about. Well, that's what we're going to talk about today. But first, the Israelites. Now, I've talked a lot about the Israelites lately, but but I've been learning a lot about humanity by studying the Israelites the last couple of years. See, I used to give them a pretty hard time for turning back to idol worship while Moses was up on the mountain getting the commands from God. I mean, God's voice was thundering on the mountain, and, and they coerce Aaron into making an idol for them to worship. But when you really read the story, your perspective starts to change. They had been slaves for hundreds of years, generation upon generation. They had been immersed in the Egyptian culture, which had idols. And and they had only been following God for a few months. They, They went back to, well, they went back to what they knew. They didn't even realize what they were doing. In our church Bible reading plan, we just read where God said this to Moses. Speak to the Israelites and say to them, I am the Lord your God. You must not do as they do in Egypt, where you used to live. And you must not do as they do in the land of Canaan, where I am bringing you. Do not follow their practices. You you must obey my laws and be careful to follow my decrees. I am the Lord your God. Keep my decrees and laws, for the person who obeys them will live by them. I am the Lord. Leviticus 18, 2-5 We tend to think of ourselves a little bit differently than the Egyptians and their primitive idol worship. I mean, we would never worship an idol. We would never make a golden calf and bow down to it. I know I think that way. But what is an idol? And do I worship any? I don't know about you, but but I don't think I have any idols in my life. But what if I do? So I started doing some digging. What did God mean by idol? We see the command in Exodus 20, verses 4 through 6, You shall not make for yourself an image in the form of anything in heaven above or or on the earth beneath or in the waters below. You shall not bow down to them or worship them, for I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, punishing the children for the sin of the parents to the third and fourth generation of those who hate me, but showing love to a thousand generations of those who love me and keep my commandments." Right there, by the way, is another good example of how good and loving God is. Yes, he punishes sins for three or four generations, but he shows love to a thousand generations of those who love him. That's incredible. If you remember back to the King James version of this verse, if you heard that growing up, you may recall the phrase graven image instead of idol. The Hebrew word here for idol is peshel, which means idol. But it comes from the root word pashal, which means to cut, hew, or carve, and so on. Graven, then, from the King James, actually helps our understanding, as with the idea of engraving. John ends 1 John, his letter, in an odd way. He says, Dear children, keep yourselves from idols. Well, an idol is something we make with our own hands in the image of something. 
then by worshiping it, we actually start to become like that idol because we become like what we worship. So our identity starts to get shaped by the thing we made with our hands instead of by the one who formed us with his. An idol is anything that leads us astray from proper worship of the one true God. God uses a different word to describe making us. God formed us. Genesis 3-7, Then the Lord God formed a man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and the man became a living being. Prior to that, in Genesis chapter 1, this is what God said about making us. Then God said, Let us make man in our image, according to our likeness, and let them rule over the fish of the sea, and over the birds of the sky, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him, male and female, he created them. God made us in his image. The word make means to do, fashion, make, or produce. God created us in his image. The word create means to shape, form, or fashion. God's work in creating human beings is the work of formation. He does not carve us out of something, he forms us. I don't know how significant that difference is. Maybe it's nothing, maybe it's something, maybe it's everything. But what I do know is this. We become like what we worship. We are formed by what we worship. A couple of times in the Old Testament, which Paul also quotes in Romans, we read this. They followed worthless idols and became worthless themselves. We become like what we worship. Whatever consumes our attention and our affection is what we worship. Another way of asking this that I heard from a pastor who heard it from a pastor is what we worry about most. The things that have our hearts tend to be the things that give us the greatest worry and anxiety. We shared on Sunday from 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 13 through 16. Therefore, with minds that are alert and fully sober, set your hope on the grace to be brought to you when Jesus Christ is revealed at his coming. As obedient children, do not conform to the evil desires you had when you lived in ignorance. But just as he who called you is holy, so be holy in all you do, for it is written, Be holy because I am holy. By worshiping the golden calf, the Israelites were rebelling against God. But they were also conforming to the evil desires they had when they were living in ignorance. I do the same thing. In seasons of struggle, it's easy for me to fall back into old ways of thinking and insecurity of different kinds. Just like the Israelites worshipped the idol when they were waiting on God, my heart is also prone to wander in seasons of waiting. But as I have learned time and time again, my worship of other identities always ends in worry, anxiety, fear, frustration, anger, and a whole host of other problems. Peter's words to us are poignant. With minds that are alert and fully sober, set your hope on the grace to be brought to you when Jesus Christ is revealed at his coming. It's so easy to drift into complacency. It's so easy to let one distraction lead us to another, to another, and another. And with the speed with which the current of our present society is racing, we can get caught up in the rip current of distractions and find ourselves lost in the sea of identities being thrust upon us at every turn in our modern time. I have to be honest. I'm really wrestling with the idols that have my heart. 
I don't want to want anything more than I want God. I don't want to love anything more than I love the Lord. I don't want to think about anything that isn't pleasing to Him. I don't want to use my potential for anything but building up His kingdom, and I don't want anyone else shaping my identity. But I wonder just how deep the hooks of the idols of the culture are in my heart. God, forgive me for worshiping idols that are trying to shape my identity into something made with human hands and human ingenuity. God, lead us astray from our idols and help us to see only your love for us. Help us to be the people who love you and through obedience to your commands, be blessed to a thousand generations. Consecrate us to you and you alone. Set us apart for your work. Fill us with your love and your spirit in such a way that there is nothing in us that is not of you. And flow out of our lives onto the lives around us. In Jesus' name, the only one we worship, the only one we bow down before, in the name of the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Amen. www.thejesushabit.com